Players Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi, fans, friends, and family. It's your boy, Justin Alexio. And it's your girl, Watkins. Jeremiah Watkins. No, you can't intro me like it's your girl, Jeremiah Watkins. That's not cool. All right, let's not fight. We've got a guest in the room. <laughs> the daddy and the mommy can't <laughs> fight because there's a guest in the room. Uh, guys, I'm excited to have this guy to on the show. He's uh, He's been a friend of mine for years. Um, Justin will get to know him better. I just met him t- he, he, 10 minutes ago. Met him, uh, but... Um, We've been uh, we've been grinding together for years. Uh, please welcome to the show Joseph Larkin, or what I like to call him, Papa Larkin. What's up, guys? Why does he call you Papa Larkin? I don't know. <laughs> Could you stop doing that? <laughs> really? No, it's okay when you do it, but there are other comics who have picked up on it, and I'm like, that's Jeremiah's thing. It's true. So. I did I did start the Papa Larkin, and and then whenever I hear some other people, I'm like. What are you, what are you it, doing? That's, it, that's it my thing. Sense chills up my spine. <laughs> <laughs> like bad chills. Oh, not the good kind of chills? Yeah. <laughs> you know when you're walking past a graveyard and you're thinking about death? That's the good kind of chills. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that uh, uh, to you, Justin, that Joseph is an evil man. Very, All right. Very obsessed with death. <laughs> I say as I finger the bloody scar on the top of my head. Oh my I was just telling Justin a story about how the other day I was picking something up out of my cabinet under the sink, and I came up too quickly and smashed my head on the sink, and it's just blood just started pouring out. Yeah. I was like so stunted and shocked. I was like, ah. So I slammed the... Slammed the door shut to the cabinet, and then the door just fell off. Yeah, that's and I looked at it. I was like, "Oh, that can't be replaced that's easily. <laughs> it's coming out of your deposit." <laughs> Dude, that used to happen to my dad all the time. My dad would always cut the top of his head, and it he bleeds a lot. Bleed yes. a lot. Yeah, yes, your head does. bleeds a lot. Yeah, I did. I I I I dropped a weight on my head at Twenty Four Hour Fitness, and uh, it bled a lot. I'm sure you're putting the weight away. Uh, well, yeah, no, <laughs> they're in that because that's that that's usually what happens at Twenty Four Hour Fitness. People just put the weights back. Yeah, where they were supposed to be, very respectfully <laughs> of everyone else who goes there. Oh sure. <laughs> so you're a bit you you're a gym rat. You Fuck know? yeah! Look at me. <laughs> you want to fight? Yeah. <laughs> That's the you best. Me to, you want me to prove it? <laughs> you want to go, bro? Yeah. All right, you're, you're a white boy. Where you I'm from, a member white of boy? the gym rat pack. <laughs> <laughs> me and some of my other friends like to go down there, take a bunch of cocaine, uh, hit someone in a drunk driving accident, which we will cover up later. Well, you know, cover the and tracks. Then maybe, yeah, and then maybe do some, uh, some pull-ups. All right, I yeah. like this. Gym, the gym rat pack. Doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> I, cool. I actually know where Joseph is from, uh, Justin, because uh, do, you, do you still, every set, do you start uh, with that? Or do you want to go ahead and, and start with Oh, uh, I should have introduced myself properly on your podcast, Jeremy. I fucked That's up. Okay. Sorry, yeah. guys. We're not going to edit it, so, so it's too every, late. every stand-up set that I've ever seen Joseph do, he opens with this. Also, you should point out that every set you've ever seen me do was a crusher. <laughs> it's true. And like you were like, I can't follow this. I'm glad I went over earlier, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's not true. Uh, Actually, well, whenever you did your uh, what what is it the your Seinfeld built bit at the improv recently, I was like, that was like one time where I was like, oh, I really hope I don't go next. Yeah, that was because it crushed so hard. 
You'll notice I've never been rewarded with a slot at the improv, <laughs> but I can't crush during their open mics. What, what is the bit called? Uh, I just call it Seinfeld Cancer. I wish I had it. I left it in the car. If you wanted uh, to stop, I'd go outside, get it in the car, and then do it on your podcast. I'm shameless. Wait, do you guys name your bits? I do. Well, I, sometimes I, I do. do. Like if I have to put out a set list, which I don't really use anymore, but they all have very like mundane names, like. Uh, what that one I just call it Seinfeld, but it cancer factors into it yeah. as well. One one I have is called Rape Question Mark. All right, <laughs> well, so I want to spoil that one for you. <laughs> Do you ever name your set list? N- no, I just have trigger words. Like I'll be like, oh, like Haley, Veronica. I talk a lot about the women. He talks and a lot about his exes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's real class act there, Justin. <laughs> he's a he's a walking. Let it go, mom. Justin. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> I do too. I just don't mention him by name. Right. No, he always drops names. Yeah. What the, what are they gonna watch? That's what I used to think, but sometimes you know you never know. <laughs> that's true. Like I found out potentially that a girl I knew that I dated, excuse me, may have had an abortion. So I was just talking about it on stage. <laughs> like that was okay. And then I was like, gosh, man, if she could ever walk in during one of my sets, yeah, she wa- or that she could has be a- super unpleasant. Or yeah, just finds out from a friend. It wasn't a comic, was it? Nah, nah, nah. nah. All right. Well, the odds then. Yeah. What was it? Well, comedy do th- fan. Do you though. think it was your yeah. kid? No, fuck no. Okay. Dude, I pull out. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Good to know. I'll leave it Good, in there. Come on, Justin. <laughs> yeah, don't be retarded. You can't get an asshole can't get pregnant, Justin. <laughs> yeah. D- <laughs> All right. Papa yeah. Larkin pulls out. It's ironic that they best. call me Papa Larkin because I do pull out. <laughs> uh, okay, so going back to your, your opening statement, what is it for, so Justin oh, I'm and, the, sorry. and the listeners can hear that? Let's pretend that it's nighttime. Okay. Uh, please please tonight, welcome to the stage. In front of a brick wall. Please welcome to the stage, Joseph P. Larkin. Woo! Hey, hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Joseph P. Larkin from Slidell, Louisiana. Yes, he says that during every single set. You know why, why I do that? Because people remember my name afterwards. They really do. Because you think about it, the person introduces you, that's one time they said your name. You just said your name, and then they say your name when you leave. That's three times right there. So each time you see me, you've heard my name three times. You that's, know it by the third sense. time you've seen me, I guess. Now, have other people adapted that technique? No. It's my secret. Shh. Should have given it away on this podcast. We have a huge podcast following. All those. But I will tell you this. that Many times people will come up to me and hug me or something. I'm like, I don't know what your fucking name is (laughs) at all. I know that you know my name because I say it all the time. Right, right, right. What do you do when you like meet someone that you're like, I should know this person's name? Dude, it happens 100% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I also smoke an... uh, Copious? Uh, a disagreeable amount of pot. A disagreeable. <laughs> like, if you want to be, like, a regular adult with a job and stuff, it's a disagreeable <laughs> amount of pot. So, like, if I... Right now, I'll remember your name. Okay. Because, like, we met and I'm sober. All right. But if we met, like, let's say four hours from now, I would That's probably right. know you by face, but there's no fucking way I would have ever heard your name your or Your mind would be in it. the darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens all the time. I feel f- so bad. There have been so many times where I walked into a guy and said, just like, listen, dude. I'm a drug addict. I don't remember what your last name is, or I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know anything about you. And these are people that come to my house. So I, I have open mics in my house. I don't know who they are. It's like, you came to my house. I still don't know who you are. Yeah. It's awful. Let's talk about that. Let's uh, do that. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I'll explain what it is, and then you can tell your story. Okay, yeah. The time you went to dissuade people from coming, I guess. <laughs> uh, I run... A pseudo comedy club called Dangerfields Three 
No affiliation with Dangerfields too. Did you know in my apartment? No, real quick. Did some, now somebody told me something about somebody uh, had some license licensing issues with it, or did it never? Did nothing it has ever not come, from it? come up yet? But I fear that day. Oh, okay. With okay. every maybe that was just like in talks. Like, oh, what what what's gonna happen if? Could, okay. It could be, yeah, because sometimes people will come in and be like, oh, cool, you know, I performed at the Dangerfields in New York City, like real comics and stuff. Oh. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, we're not affiliated with it. In fact, look around. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at the neighborhood. Look at look at the shit in my room over there. Like, this is definitely not Dangerfields. So you have a comedy club in your apartment? Kinda. It's like a comedy club. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a like D- show venue? Like yeah, what, what, it's like a DIY space. So in the space that where the shows and stuff go on, mm-hmm. what is that? Technically, it's like a storefront. Okay. Like, uh, um, now do you rent out separately or is that part of your rent? It's like all together. Oh, I cool. wouldn't have done it if I couldn't do yeah. the same, both of them together. I cool. couldn't afford to. I mean, I can barely afford to now, but yeah, uh, I cannot afford to. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the increasing drug use. <laughs> I've been thinking about that a lot because, like, a lot of the reason I've been able to live pretty well without working for big chunks of time is because, like, not well, but I mean, like, I don't have to have a job. Get by. Yeah, because yeah, I don't, I'm very frugal. I mean, look at the clothing. It's pretty shabbily dressed. Yeah, man, I'll give it a four. People have just given me shoes because they felt sorry for me. That's <laughs> happened in recent memory. In the last year, someone's like, dude, these shoes don't fit me. You can have them. And I was like, okay. And I wore them. <laughs> I almost wore them today. But, uh, because I don't, I don't drink or anything. Like, if you go to a bar, oh, you're, you're going to spend $40 a oh, night yeah. or whatever. That's why I stopped Dude, drinking. Totally. So now pot has become that. It's become, like, that part of my income that How much do you spend on yeah, weed yeah. a week, then? I mean, somewhere between 45 and 65 or something like that. A week? So. A week, which is not too terrible, but that's But it is. When you think about it a month. Before, yeah, so yeah. that's, like, what, like, over $200 a month? Sure. Yeah. But are you eating well? No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you substitute the weed for the for good yeah, food. Yeah, that's it. <sighs> so yeah, wait, do you do do you want to smoke less? Is that a goal? Or are you just I like, ah, should fuck it. smoke less, but I also know that it it let's say softens some of my edgier personal <laughs> components. I don't know, like my personality is a little gruff as it is. All right. You're self-medicating, bro. It is medication for me. I'm not... Can I be honest with you guys? Like, we're having fun. Yeah. I need it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm filled with anxiety and rage throughout the day, and I need to suppress that. Hey, that's... Social anxiety, mostly. That's a good... I mean, that's a good reason to use it, if any. You know what I I will say this, Jeremiah, that, like... It does not work for everybody because I always try to put, I always try to push pot on everyone that comes to my house and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's not for everybody, but if, when it works for someone, it works good. It's real great. Yeah. So like, because like I tried like therapy and I tried like uh, antidepressants that never worked. Like I need something for when I'm in a bad mood. I'm no, gonna man. do something terrible. And antidepressants are so bad for you. Like like for for me. I mean, you can only speak for your own personal, but like it would just zone me out, and I'd be like. Oh, this is it does it yeah, I don't feel rage or depression, but I don't feel happiness either. I don't feel anything. Yeah. Pot doesn't do that though. Pot actually can make you feel very happy, which is cool. I will say this. The day that I smashed my head and then smashed that door <laughs> did not have pot on me. Oh. I think I would have avoided both of those things happening had I just been a little bit high. You know what I mean? It's a little touch. How long have you been running uh Dangerfields three now? I feel like it's been a uh quite a while yeah like a year and a half wow we're pushing towards two years actually because it's like april of and you just don't do open mics or you do shows there sometimes as well. and some people like 
uh, don't you have like out like other people produce shows? In oh yeah, house? I don't. I refuse to produce any of the shows, or I have to host the open mics now because the other people who hosted them were like I'm busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it, you know, Amaburucha was he hosted the Saturday one, and then that sure. became impossible for him to even get over there. So, but you host. have to be you have to be at every show, right? Because it's your house. Usually, I mean, I trust people <laughs> enough that I just leave. There definitely there's like a sh- okay. So on Wednesdays it's uh. There's an open mic at six, and then there's like a real show at eight. But the real show, it's pretty loose. Like it's like it's called the workout room, so it's just people working on new stuff. Yeah. So I will just host the open mic at six until eight, and then when they show up, I'll hang around for a bit, and then take like a very long walk, and then come back, smoke weed with whoever's there, <laughs> and then usually I just go to bed after that because it's like that's a, f- a it's long, long night of comedy, dude. It's a, yeah, it's a lot of comedy to sit and watch. It's a lot, dude. And oftentimes I'll watch a big chunk of the workout room. It just depends on if I can get out and take a take a break from yeah. comedy for like a half you hour. You say landlord don't care? Or does he not know? Landlord knows. They don't understand what we're doing there, <laughs> I don't think. Well, I don't know. We're not really doing anything wrong. We don't make that much noise. It really is just kind of a glorified open mic, really. And I don't let people do anything after 10, so... That's good. It's That's a good the, rule a, of thumb. It's in the lease that like I can only make noise from ten in the morning until ten at night. See, I think that that was the downfall of the uh, the porch <laughs> mic here. Porch <laughs> mic. Because we, we went to like that. eleven or something, and that's when we got the cops called. Yeah, course. Sure. He was at ten, bro. Got shut down. That's true. It's true. I don't know why that is. If people are pussies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stay yeah. up late. Yeah, but Larkin uh, was uh, one of the very consistent. People who uh, one of the consistent comedians who showed up like every week to the porch uh, mic loved mic. the porch mic. It was favorite cool, man. thing, dude. It was cool. Favorite. It was it's it's interesting because I, I still uh, will get people who I'll meet very random places that are like, "Are you? Did you do a porch mic at a time?" Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was like, "Yeah, yeah." This was like a long time ago, but that's yeah. two years ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, people that we people that we uh, hung out with at the porch mic either fucking moved on. Quit, yeah, I, I remember when uh, people, <laughs> someone someone did die. I'm sorry, but that's true. Yeah, maybe two people died. Um, <laughs> mm, I think no, I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, let's not focus on that part. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are sliding in the darkness here. So, two people died, but a lot of people killed. Is that better? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, I remember whenever it was going on. I would have people do drop-in sets, like because, <laughs> like you're a real club. Oh yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> most of the senior at the time was like on America's Got Talent, and she was like huge, like very, very popular while that was going on. She's still popular. She tours all the time too. But like, especially at that time, like I, I was like, uh, oh, you, you want to go up? <laughs> this is like, and she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, she did the final Dangerfields too. I think. Oh, yeah? If she didn't, then we tried to get her on there. I used to try to get her to come to Big Fish as well, but now I feel kind of guilty I about that. I forgot about Dangerfields 2 until you just said <laughs> it right now. Because the only spot I... Well, wait. I think I did one mic there, but then me, Chris, and Peter did a value menu show there. Yes, you did. That was the only improv we ever did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't go good. It went all right. Um, I don't even remember if I saw that shit. It went, I don't it, like, it went okay, but yeah. like we were doing it for an all stand-up comic, so it was a hard room, dude. Um, like just because you know how it is. Yeah. Like, when improvisers go in front of stand-ups or stand-ups go in front of improvisers, there's just like a weird, like kind of odd judgment thing that goes on, even though they knew that all of us were stand-ups. There's still like an awkward energy. It's that just sometimes it's just happens. people think the other one is an inferior art form. 
Well, I don't think improvs think that stand-ups are inferior, but stand-ups definitely do not you would be like surprised. improvers. Really? We're, we're around improvisers a lot, and there's a lot of people who do not like stand-ups. But they think we're worse than them or just bad people? Because if, if they think we're bad people, I think they're right. <laughs> <laughs> My experience with improv, improv people seem pretty friendly. They like come from families that loved them. <laughs> <laughs> or lived. Their parents lived or didn't divorce. Stand, every stand-up I know is so fucking broken. Maybe you might be the exception that proves the rule, Jeremiah. You seem pretty stable. I, yeah, I, Jeremiah's parents are together, you little punk bitch. Ahmed, Ahmed Baruch's parents are together. Oh, wait, no, they're not. Yeah. Sorry, My I forgot. Parents are not no, I, I oh, wait, now it that. makes sense. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ahmed Baruch now is the exception that proves the rule because he has parents that are together. And oh, he really? Still, he likes them. They're, you know. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you gotta be kind of a little bit broken to start standing. You gotta either want affection. I don't know. There's very few people who just want to do. I think just be funny. I don't know. There's gotta be some need for you like. You know, I I think you might be because I wanted to say that I only wanted to just do. I want to be like a preacher. I want my philosophy out there. But you know what? My parents did not hug me growing up, <laughs> and sometimes people hug me, and it's kind of nice. <laughs> if it's like a girl or something, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, or someone I actually like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's sometimes people get too intimate with you too quickly at the at the open mics. Start hugging you or like, what's up, man? And you're like, wait, dude, come on, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're not there yet. You probably felt that way about me a couple years ago. <laughs> probably. I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I was a lot more uptight about I'm that a kind hugger. of stuff. That's cool. I'm yeah. not a hugger at all. It's not because I don't like hugs. It's just because like, I wasn't raised to do that. Yeah, when I meet someone, I always go for side hug first. I won't do the full frontal. Oh, when I get a side I, hug from a woman, I'm like, insulted. It's the worst. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. I can't have your breast pushed against me. Yeah. You think I'm a creep? Yeah. I can do this. Yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i not a big fan of side hugs. It's like, either commit or shake my hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, hug or hand. shake a hand. Side hugs, not a fan. Oh, I love the hugs when they rub your hand on the back of your back. That's, that's when I know I got love. locked in. That's love. Yeah. Do you have a lot of dudes who do that to you? Because uh, yeah. that'd be really weird, like, as, I don't know. It puts me to sleep. I don't know. Yeah, it happens, man. So were you doing comedy uh, in Louisiana before you moved to L.A.? Yeah, for like three months. Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't And when did you long. move to, what year did you move to L.A.? The, actually, I said on another podcast, you guys ever done a podcast and you said some misinformation and then you like, <laughs> that's all you think about for like two weeks, even though no one at all listened to the podcast or even paid attention to that part? Do you know what I mean? We're going to correct it here today. Yeah. <laughs> If you listen to the podcast I did with Jeffrey Feldman last month, <laughs> if you were one of the 58 downloads that I counted <laughs> when I was still looking, you may have heard that I've been in LA for five years this 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 year, but I think it's four. I think I moved here. I moved how do you here. Miss, how do you miscalculate that? So wait, did you move here? I was super high during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know. Did no you move one knew. here in 09 then? Yeah, I moved here in November of 09, so it's been like four years now. Okay, yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, Justin and I just hit our four years. We moved here in 2009. I moved here in July. And when did you move here? Justin? Uh, like October, August. August. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I feel like that's. It's interesting. Like our like kind of class of of comedians. Like whenever we were, because Joseph and I were talking about this before the podcast, we used to see a bunch of really good comics like that were all coming up around the same time. We were actually talking about this this uh, mic that we used to go to called uh, Cafe Muse on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. And right, we would Cafe see... Cafe Snooze. Right? No. No, I was kidding. It was great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> tell us about how great like, it, it is. It was like... <laughs> like, let's go... Let's, like, let's go through some of the comics that, like... like 
Angela Bowers went. Angela Bowers is the, that he's the reason I went to that mic. Yeah, because like I had seen him at the IO West with my ex girlfriend, and she she and I both agreed that he was the only comic we'd seen since I moved to LA that was at all good. Right. We were just like, holy shit, this guy's great. Where'd he come from? So I went to the Cafe Amusement once I on a whim, and he was there, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna keep going back. Yeah. I remember one time I saw him laugh during a set, and then later he told me he thought I was funny, and that was like a huge deal to me. Like, holy shit, that guy? Yeah. That yeah. guy thought I was funny? Holy yeah. shit. Anyway. Um, I think O'Flanagan, Ahmed. Ahmed did for Willie sure. Willie Hunter uh, used to go there before he started working at uh, the comedy store. Actually, Willie and I were talking about the last time he did the Muse when oh, I saw dude, him recently, where he had that. a fucking like, the meltdown, meltdown. <laughs> which we all, we, after we he all left, we all that. made fun of him <laughs> during the mic. <laughs> but I didn't know who he was at that time. He was just some guy. I remember it clearly. It's so like I remember it so clearly because oh, I remember where I was sitting I remember where dude, he was standing that was the, one of the first meltdowns I saw in LA <laughs> sure so I was like what is happening right now he just got crazy no con- well no he's more defeated if anything <laughs> it was more like uh, and I absolutely love Willie Willie's one of my good friends yeah no, no but this, this no. is just what happened uh, he basically got mad I think the audience wasn't paying attention or something like that and then he stormed off and he said I work at the comedy store, <laughs> which didn't really help the comedy yeah. store's that, name, so that, especially at that time, yeah. because I feel like the name is getting a little bit better now. Well, they're passing cooler people and right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. dude, four years ago, the, I, the, the way that open micers talked about the comedy store, they just crapped on it constantly. Oh, yeah. I refused to go there for a long for time. A lot of people did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were like, no, it's dark. It's terrible. And there's still some of that lingering around. And I always ask comics, uh, especially more recently, I kind of ask them, like, what's your feelings on the store? Because, I mean, that's it's my favorite club, and I consider it my home club, and that's where I want to be and, and get better and all that stuff. So I'm always interested whenever, like, we had a guest on a few weeks ago who, off the podcast, we were talking, and I, I brought up the comedy store, and he's like, only degenerates <laughs> go there. And, wow. And, uh, it's he's a, right, though, because I go there. <laughs> Well, there you go. And he's just like ramble, like he listed down like you know a bunch of reasons why he hated it. And I'm like, well, you should give it a chance again. Like not all. I mean, I was like, they're you know they're passing some cool people now. It's getting more. I think. All that I, stuff. Well, here's what I think because this is where I because I I did it one time in 2010 when I was not ready for it. Yeah. And I bombed obviously. And then do you remember uh, who was hosting that night? I can't tell you who was hosting because this prob- this dude probably not hosting anymore, but I will tell you who went up after me. It was this guy named Burger. I remember Burger. So Burger's on the wall. Yeah, he's a paid regular there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he hosting that night? No, that, at this time he was just like a dude doing the open mic. Okay. So uh, I go up there, just fucking eat it, dead silent the whole time. Then the host goes up and makes fun of me. <laughs> then, <laughs> That's then, always the worst. Then Burger goes up and his whole set's about how much I suck. <laughs> oh my and goodness. I was like, this dude's name is Burger. <laughs> but I didn't know his last name was Burger. I thought like that was just his name. Right. He can walk around calling himself Burger. I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> but then I went back. Like I actually had a show. In the in the main room, it was like a bringer type show, but I didn't have to bring anyone. They just booked me on it. Oh, that's so cool. I was like, oh, I'll just get up at the open mic too. It's on a Monday. Yeah, went up at the open mic and crushed. At like, I mean, I had a great set. And like, no, I don't remember. This was a long time ago, so I don't remember if anyone else had good sets. But I do remember the host 
come up to me like when I was walking out the stage. She's like, "You're great. Don't ever sign up for the mic again. If I'm hosting, just come and get me." Oh, cool. And of course, I never followed up on that. <laughs> then, like a little bit, a <laughs> little bit later, like in June of this year, I started going to the mic, and it was the same situation where like thirteen dudes would go up and get eviscerated. Yeah. I'm talking like just dead <laughs> yeah. silent for thirteen oh, yeah. dudes. Then I, mean, I, I went up and crushed. Like even ran the light by a minute and was still crushing for like four minutes. And then the next two dudes go up and just die. Oh yeah. But I just like I never kept that momentum going. Like every time they put me up, I crush, but then I don't keep going back. That's the real, you know. That's the secret. If you want to know, you just have to keep going back. Oh, totally. And there's it's... a there's a potential for not just moving up there, but just getting better as a comic, which just does not exist elsewhere. Like they can put you up in certain environment certain slots where you have to learn how to do crowd work or you have to learn how to get three people at two in the morning to pay attention or yeah they, everyone's drunk and rowdy and you have to figure out how to quiet them down I, these are skills i desperately want i mean i'm trying to get them other places but that place seems like a centralized location yeah, to everything work on everything there. everything you have to work on i a hundred percent believe that like uh, so i've been doing late night sets there for the last couple of years and Go, going on the last couple of years, um, and I've become a much stronger comic by because I do it every single Monday night, and I usually go up between one thirty and two thirty, and it's amazing like how different the room is every week whenever I go up. Yeah. So, but once but once I do it, I feel like that notch is like, oh, I know how to handle this. Oh, for sure, dude. Like. You know, I, I run this show called Big Fish every other Tuesday in Glendale, and it's oh, which is an infamous room. Yeah, it's no, the worst yeah. stand-up worst scene. show in it, the world. It's considered the worst room in America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the worst. But I've learned so many important skills from going there. Even though I hate going there, obviously. <laughs> but like on Saturday or Friday, I had a show in San Francisco, and it was the perfect storm of fuck ups, where <laughs> the show op- it's in a, it's in a basement. It's it opens with a satanic ritual. I'm not making that up. There was a satanic <laughs> ritual on the show what? I was on. So they have a satanic ritual. Then the host comes up and says he's never hosted before, which I think, oh, I think was a jo- I think was a joke, but he was purposely hosting badly. Oh, no. Like dropping his notes, doing bad jokes, fucking up people's interests. <laughs> so that guy goes up. First guy goes up is a San Francisco local. He sucks. Like I, He gets on shows here all the time. I won't say his name. But if he's listening, I want you to know you fucking suck. <laughs> you came to my venue one time, Dangerfield Street, and you bombed. I know you suck. I've seen you suck many times. He goes up there. The crowd is cool because there are all these punk rock kids that were there for a fucking satanic ritual yeah. and shit. <laughs> so they're cool and they're like, yeah, they're drunk and high and yelling out fun shit. And he like gets mad and nasty with them. <laughs> he has an okay set or whatever, but he clearly like does not. He didn't have what it takes to make that crowd. <laughs> in- he couldn't crush in that room ever. Yeah. And he yeah. and his fucking bitch, his girlfriend, his bitch, they walk. He walks off the stage, out the door with her, and they leave. He doesn't watch anything. And I was like, "Fuck you, loser." The next two guys who go up have never done Santa before. It's their very first oh, time, God. and they're on a show. Oh God. First guy at least acknowledges the light and gets off in timely fashion. <laughs> By the way, he's reading most of his shit off of a piece of paper that he taped to the mic stand, which I used to do my first year as well. Oh, man. And he goes away. Dude goes up. The host goes up. Fractures the crowd even more by not doing anything funny. And then the next guy goes up, never done a stand before. He ends his set by singing a karaoke version of Prince. <laughs> so that's an additional five minutes onto whatever else he had already bombed with that no one wanted to listen to. 
Also, there was a drunk heckler in the room that they kept. The Prince song didn't kill. With. No. <laughs> then I go up. By the time I go up, okay, at least a third of the crowd has left now because it sucks. And then the rest of them are just talking amongst themselves. <laughs> so for like the first, because I walked in there and there was like 50 people in this basement. I was like, fuck, yes. <laughs> this is going to be so awesome. There's going to be a satanic ritual. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. And then, of course, it was not fun. So like for the first three minutes, it's damage control. And this is just the big fish training kicks in where it's like, okay. <laughs> It's like you're it's like you're the Terminator. Like, okay, over here. <laughs> like the red light goes off. That, okay, two people talking loudly. Then I just go through the first joke and let them talk. And if I have to go back and address them, I'll go get them. These people, I can corral them with uh, two or three really funny, dirty things. So like the first thing I say, nothing. Dead silence. Okay, uh-oh. Like the next three riffs, dead silence. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Pull out the... Time to, time to do Seinfeld with cancer. <laughs> Pull out that, whatever. I, I get by the end of that. Tw I did twelve minutes. By the end of the set, everyone was listening, and the last joke crushed. Like that was one of the most That's satisfying awesome. comedic experiences of my life. And of course, when I got off the stage, it went right back to <laughs> people talking <laughs> to and horrible chaos or whatever. But you did your job though. Exactly, and like I could have had a crushing, like a one, like a twelve-minute crush fest, had that gone up second or something. Right, right, right. But I'm glad but I went up fourth because it taught me how to learn. I, I used what I learned. To have a, a good set. Yeah. Like, that's why I want to go to the comedy store, because every night it's going to be like that. Just. Yeah, figuring out. Yeah. Yeah. I want, can, I, can I tell a joke about the, or tell a story about the Cafe Muse that I forgot about? Yeah. Then we got to wrap up. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this was fun, right? Was this, was this fun, listeners? <laughs> uh, my favorite Cafe Muse moment was uh, one day I went in there and LeVar Burton was there, <laughs> just hanging out for some reason. <laughs> And uh, he watched a little bit of the mic, and then he left, or so I thought. So I went up and just started trashing LeVar Burton. <laughs> I was like, man, fuck Star Wars Next Generation. It's all about the original. What's up? <laughs> Whatever. Get a bunch of cheap laughs at LeVar Burton's expense. And then I leave to go to the bathroom. LeVar Burton sitting in the hallway near the bathroom, uh, and he heard the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> no. Did he make eye contact with you or anything? He, he smiled. He smiled? Uh, <laughs> he smiled, and I looked away. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Usually if I tr <laughs> usually if I trash someone, I'll like go up to them afterwards and be like, oh, I was just fucking with you and hey, shake their hand and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, it's not just this like, one. You know what? Maybe I'll take the back door out. Let's <laughs> leave my bag there. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Uh, anyway. Joseph, we're running out of time, but where can people find you? Uh, uh, do you have a, uh, Twitter, website, all that stuff? Plug it here right now. Oh, Jeremiah. Thank you. Yes. The floor is mine. Yeah. The floor is yours. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at white male, all one word. Right. I want to point out that, that used to be a funny joke. Now it just seems kind of sad <laughs> and maybe. Is it male or male? Oh, good question. White male, M-A-L-E, yeah. like a man, white man. You can find me on Twitter there. You can find me at Dangerfields3 because okay. I live there. Okay. Come there on Saturday or Wednesday if you could. And, uh, that's it, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you can see me in a new viral video. A video soon to go viral. Oh, yeah. We uh, we did a sketch recently, so more updates on that soon. All right. We'll plug that on future podcasts. Heck, yeah. Cool. So, All right. Well, thanks so much for coming by. It was, it was fun. Papa Larkin. Thank and you. I learned. We had a great time. Thank you, Papa Papa Watkins. Call me, call me son. Justin, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not high. <laughs>